Welcome into Bearcat Rewind. This is episode number 59 of the podcast coming to you today. And it is currently the coldest week of the year, but spring sports at Northwest Missouri State are getting started. And this year, that includes Bearcat soccer. Soccer actually a fall sport here at Northwest, but playing its first spring season before returning back to the fall just a few months after they wrap up the upcoming slate of games. So we can thank COVID-19 for making all of that possible. But the fall season didn't pass without any news for Bearcat soccer fans. The team held an inter-squad scrimmage on its brand new playing surface, which was installed over the summer. And assistant coach Quade Curtin was named to the 30 under 30 by United Soccer Coaches. Now, Curtin came to Northwest Missouri State in 2010 from Savannah as a freshman, and he's become a staple of the soccer program. He's also accomplished some great things academically, including becoming the second person at Northwest to become certified in gerontology. And we'll tell you what that is and learn a lot more about Quaid on today's show. Bearcat Rewind is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash alumni. And Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. Today's conversation with Quade Curtin examines how he's grown in the game of soccer, the career path he was heading down before a quick change of direction, and a hobby of his that has started to pop up around the athletic offices at Northwest Missouri State. Let's dive into this week's episode of the podcast. Quade, appreciate you coming on the show, and we're kind of getting into the spring sports season, which in 2021 means it's also the fall sports season. We've got soccer coming up, of course, volleyball also getting some matches in a little bit later on. What's this like kind of going into this new world that we have right now of playing some soccer here during the spring semester? It's definitely a, a challenge, especially since, like you said, all the other sports are going as well. Spring sports are doing their season. Uh, fall sports are going in the spring as well. So it's it's a little different. Um, typically, we have a, a shortened spring season, like four or five games. But, you know, this spring we, we get to play 11 10 games and it's just we're kind of taking it day by day as it goes we're supposed to have a scrimmage coming up this weekend on campus against william jewell that got canceled of course the the weather right now is a bit insane since how it's mid-february and we're still getting these temperatures this low it feels like that should have come last month but fighting through that so the new season opener and the actual season opener i guess that was a scrimmage coming up next week in mankato minnesota and the maverick all sports dome up there What's this like, kind of preparing and, and having to go up there? And I guess you're, all of it's happening in the Hughes Fieldhouse. We're used to seeing that warmer weather at the start of the season and the cold weather at the end. Everything's kind of flip-flop right now for these student-athletes. Oh, absolutely. It, it's funny because the, the William Jewell game that we were supposed to play this weekend, when we scheduled it, we were watching the weather, and you know it went from 40 to then we looked at it the next day and it was 30 and then five. And then, so, um, <clears throat> no, we, we get to go up to Minnesota. Luckily they have a dome and they're, they're a good team. So it'll be a good, good challenge. And we're just really excited to finally play. It's been 14 months since we've had a game. And so it's, it's just exciting, you know, as it gets closer. So you, you mentioned typically there's, you know, four games maybe in the spring but a little bit more now and whenever you look at it with the MIAA tournament it's extending into late April by the time soccer is set to wrap up how do you guys prepare for the spring season and, and does it change a little bit in the back of your mind knowing 
we've got another fall season right around the corner after that. Is that with injuries, and does that play a part in, in how you might play some players down the stretch even? Absolutely. Um, you know, I've been saying this to our players. It's kind of a silver lining with this spring season, having the 11 games, because we get to, like, test out new ideas and new philosophies and styles of play, And <clears throat> but it, it definitely does does change the way we approach each game in practice and you know our our idea is to get to know the the players better and put them in situations that will be a good tell-all you know when we actually go into a competitive fall season it seems like the team is playing well under coach gordon in his first couple seasons here at northwest missouri state Uh, some good young players coming in can a season like this, with what we've seen with no fall and then kind of trying to cram things into the spring before another fall right around the corner, can that stunt a player's growth at all? Is this a benefit of having more time to be on the field a little bit in the fall than just kind of rolling right through matches spring into the next uh, upcoming season? Yeah, I think it could be. We're, we're trying to remain very positive about this whole situation. You know, um, we'll get to play that, that spring kind of, you know, late into April, like you said. But then. July is when our our players come in for the fall. You know, they start working out with Joe. And so ideally, we'll just take that into stride into the fall. So we hope to be playing, you know, the best soccer we can be late April. And we're just going to try and maintain that into the fall. Now, for you personally, Quade, you've been a student assistant. You started as a student assistant back in 2010 with Northwest Missouri State. And you just, you've been working with the Bearcats ever since with that soccer program. Did you just walk onto campus as a freshman and go straight to Coach Hosa's office and, and, and get that gig? Or how did that relationship with the program begin? So it's, uh, we, there was a player, um, Sarah Jackson. She played at Northwest. Her dad was the assistant principal at my high school. And uh, she, Sarah Jackson, was the assistant women's soccer coach at Savannah High School. And uh, she go because I was the manager at Savannah for the women's team. And she was like, you know, you can do this up at Northwest. So that's kind of how the relationship started uh, between Tracy and I. You know, I got an email and she said the position's available for me to come up and be a student assistant and work with the team. And so if it wasn't for, you know, Sarah Jackson, a player that played I think she graduated in 2011. Um, if it wasn't for her, I don't think I would have ever made this connection to, to Northwest soccer. Were you planning on coming up to Northwest Missouri State regardless, and that was just kind of icing on the cake, or did this help get you up here? So uh, my initial plan was to go to the uh, Creative Institute in Omaha for uh, video production and graphic design, and what was it, two weeks before school started, I applied to Northwest, got in, and came up. So I had a quick change of heart, but it's it's definitely it was it was a plus being able to come up here and and be around soccer because you know it's I, it's obviously a huge part of my life. So it was yeah that was definitely a plus. It is kind of crazy when you think about how some of those changes come about and you kind of have your life going in one course, one direction, and then it kind of flips on a dime like that. We look back, you know, uh, 10, 11 years later, still at Northwest Missouri State. Uh, you're a GA with the program there in 2016. If you take us back to when you're 18, 19 years old, I mean, what were you thinking? Were you thinking, all right, four years in Maryville, then I'm, I'm off and I'm, I'm going in other directions? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, and since it was so short, you know, growing up in Savannah, Missouri, in high school, 
they're our number one rival. You know, Maryville, anything dealing with Maryville, it's, you know, our, our rivals, but uh, this has become home to me. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Coming in, I was like four years. I don't know what I'm going to school for, but I'll be doing that in four years. And 10, 11 years later, <laughs> still up here. <laughs> well, it's cool, too, because the impact of your presence coming up to Northwest Missouri State in, in that quick change of direction, despite uh, you think about going to Omaha, you end up in Maryville. That impact is felt around the city and beyond. We look at this previous offseason, uh, you're named one of the 30 under 30 in honor to be recognized as an up-and-coming coach like that here within the sport. 550 applicants, you're one of 30 selected. How special is that to kind of look back and, and think about how far you've come from not really sure if you're going to go to Northwest, you're involved in the soccer program, and all of a sudden you're such an influencer at a young age in the sport. No, that, that 30 under 30, it's, it's a great opportunity. Um, you know, I, I, I've come so far, like you said, I feel like I've developed as a coach. Um, but what this 30 under 30 does is it provides educational opportunities so I can even take that next step beyond, you know, where I'm at now. It's, it's, trying to get younger coaches in higher positions quicker and it's you know I wouldn't have I wouldn't have guessed I wouldn't have put money down that this is where I'd be currently right now going through that program and getting the mentorship from Mark and then the mentorship from United Soccer Coaches it's it's kind of surreal it doesn't feel you know like it's real at all well, you look at it too. There are a couple folks from Iowa get it, or Ohio, excuse me, not Iowa, Ohio. One from Indiana, but really the only selection from Missouri and in the Midwest in this part of the region is yourself. I mean, we've got soccer hotbeds in Kansas City and St. Louis. None of those other major cities get it. And for it to come here to Maryville and into you, I mean, that's huge. And I feel like that shows a lot about what you're doing, stepping up and, and helping grow the sport in this community. Yeah, it's it's. I was looking at some of the other applicants, and I, I feel like uh, I was very, very lucky to get it. Based on you know everyone else that's out there, it does seem like out of all the places, Maryville is the one that helped me get selected. But it's I've, I've been able to to give back, and this is also you know another way for me to help give back to Maryville from what they've done for me. When you think back, when did the passion for soccer start? I mean, have you have you been playing it since a young age? Absolutely. Um, I think I remember. I remember my first soccer practice vividly. Um, it was youth soccer, and I think it was nine years old. You know, my parents wanted me to do something, and they were like, "Do you want to play football?" And I was really, really little, and I was like, "Absolutely not." Okay, creamed <laughs> soccer came along. I was like, "Yeah, sure. Let's let's play. Let's try out soccer." And Went to my first practice. I remember I went to go take a shot. My shoe flew off, and <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think that that was the start of a lifelong passion. Um, and played in high school, and I just knew I always wanted to be around the sport. Whenever Coach Gordon got hired, and even prior to that, was there any thoughts of you know what my time in Maryville's run out? I'm going to go start pursuing this sport in other areas. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, because that was the time I was finishing my grad degree. And, you know, it was that typical time, like an undergrad, you know, that four years you're out. Well, I was doing that and I was like, well, my time has come. It's time to go somewhere else. And 
just, I was around for another semester, and I, I told Mark, I said, Mark, you know, I, I've been with the team forever. I, <clears throat> I want to help this transition as easily as possible. And after that, he was just asking me, he's like, do you want to stick around? And I'm like, absolutely. You know, if I can move on to that next step at a school and program that's given me so much, I, I would love to do it. I, you know, I bleed green now. And it's just, I'm very lucky to be here. Did that relationship take off the way you expected? Was it talking with him about his passion for the game and, and what he's done kind of sell you on, yeah, I definitely want to stick around and work with him some more? Oh, I, I knew during his interview that this program was getting ready to, to take a change. And that was just, it was <clears throat> invigorating. You know, it was fun to see again, you know, based on the previous previous years previous seasons you know they've they haven't been the best but i knew right when i met mark this program's going to go somewhere and i i'm lucky to be a part of that and i'm lucky that he wanted me to be a part of it whenever you look ahead and you think about what you've done how far you've come the 30 under 30 what are career goals what do you think 10 15 years down the line where does quade Curtin want to be i would like to be a head coach um like to take over my own program somewhere someday um but i i feel like there's so much more that i still need to learn <clears throat> and this 30 under 30 opportunity it's it's helping me take that next step to learning as much as i possibly can so i can you know take over uh, a program i i would <clears throat> definitely love to stay in college um i know club soccer has been an option but i just i i love seeing these players coming as freshmen and, you know, four years goes by so quick, but to see what they're doing outside of soccer and in their life after graduation, it's, it's very fulfilling and rewarding. So yeah, I would love to be a head coach, but I would love to stay in college soccer. You know, to get those jobs, a lot of it comes down to connections, who you know, but then once you actually get the position, it's about taking that talent, who you recruit, developing it, helping it to reach its potential. You've been running the Northwest Missouri State Bearcat Soccer Camp since uh, 2015 as the camp director. You've also worked with at uh, University of Missouri Camps, Kansas Rush, Kansas Elite Soccer Club up in Elkhorn with those high schools. How have those connections played a role in just kind of helping you kind of broaden those horizons around the country, but also just that player development side of learning new drills, how to work with certain players and getting the most out of them? Yeah, it's, you know, aside from all those other places that I've helped work, um, just by knowing Mark, was he was able to open an opportunity for me to coach camps in Hawaii. Wow. And just Mark coming here has opened me up to so many more possibilities because he's been in the, you know, the sport for years, decades, 20, you know, 20 years or so. And just him opening me up to everybody he knows it's, it's, I, it's given me more exposure to different types of players and yeah, it's, it's really changed. It's really fast forwarded my development. I feel as a coach, um, getting to know all these people and meet all these people from everywhere else. And you, you see different types of players, especially, <clears throat> you know, when I went 
to that first camp in Hawaii, those players get to play all year round. And so, you know, maybe a, a session with them is different from a session with players who only play four or five months because, you know, their, their technical skills are different. Their tactical skills are different. It's, <clears throat> it's, it's much different no matter where you go. You get to work at camp in Hawaii and you still came back to Maryville. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I think, uh, this year would have been year three, but they obviously with COVID, they had to cancel it. But yeah, this year would have been year three. It's, and, it's a fun camp. <laughs> and of course, we're talking about it on the coldest week of the year here in Maryville. So <laughs> just insult to injury right there, too. Oh, my gosh, absolutely. All right. So I got to take a different direction here really quick. Going through your bio and learning a little bit more about you. When you're at Northwest, uh, getting your undergrad, a Bachelor of Science in Therapeutic Recreation, your minor in gerontology. What is it, and why did you decide to study gerontology? <clears throat> so my undergrad advisor, um, Sue Melikongas, convinced me to do a class where I had to go to the Maryville Senior, Nottaway County Senior Center, um, and teach line dancing classes. And I was skeptical at first, but she she was persistent. She said, "You know, you're going to love this," and I did. She was right. And she convinced me to add gerontology to uh, my undergrad degree. And so with that, I had to do an internship for therapeutic recreation. I did it at the living community down in St. Joe, putting on activities for older people. And it, it, it opened a whole new, you know, world for me because, you know, I had no idea that I would love working with older adults as much as I did, but it was, it's one of those decisions just like with, Oh, soccer. Yeah. Let's try it. You know, Sue, she goes, just try it. And I did. And it changed a whole different direction for me, uh, academically. And just the second person at Northwest to ever receive certification in gerontology here. So kind of huge, but as you're doing it, is it more keeping folks active and, and happy and as they get later in life or is it a little bit more about how to to keep your body young get the most out of life as you get older what's uh, i guess what kind of it's, direction do you push it yeah it's it's uh it's a little bit of both you know um whenever i was doing my internship uh, i would do like chair aerobics to get them active to get them up but then i would also um hire historians from St. Joe to come in and do slideshows. And it was just like reminisce, reminiscence therapy. You know, they, they would see these pictures and they would start talking about, remember when we went there, remember when we did this? So it's, <clears throat> it's therapy, but it's fun. You know, however, however that individual needs it. Um, if they have grip strength problems, then I'll, I'll play a game where they have to hold on to something and I'll modify it. And, and so it's, it's a little bit of both. It's keeping them young at heart, but also active in their older, older days. That's very cool. That is not something I knew that Northwest Missouri state had or would have even thought about going into, okay. but that's, that's actually pretty cool to, to think about and the different things and working with those folks too. So, um, and you're still a young man yourself. So whenever you think about it, of course we have sporting KC right down the road here, uh, from Maryville, but for you, Soccer, bucket list, where do you want to watch a game, or is there a certain team that you'd like to go watch? 
So uh, my favorite team, I, it's funny, I always tell people I have one thing on my bucket list. Like for my, my whole entire life, I have one thing, and it's to see Messi play in Barcelona, Spain at Camp Nou, which is the biggest stadium in Europe. That's the number one thing on my bucket list. I don't think I've added anything or changed anything. It's been that way for whew, 10 years now. <laughs> <laughs> Have you started just, you know, collecting all your change in a jar and just like, all right, that, that's my money that's going to get me there. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's, I'm, I've been trying. I, there's some opportunities. I have some friends that were foreign exchange students that live over in Europe and, you know, I'm, I'm constantly texting them or messaging them like, I'm going to see you one day. Like it's, it's going to happen. <clears throat> and now too, after COVID-19, it's kind of like those things that you put off and you think about, you're like, yeah, hey, you don't know when something crazy could happen ever again. It puts a little bit more emphasis on not going to wait anymore. Let's just go do it. Absolutely. You know, time, time is something that you can't get back. I think I learned that in, you know, my, my gerontology classes, but it is very relevant today. All right. This is going to be a little bit off the wall also. Um, are you a little bit of a craftsman, a woodworker? Uh, I guess I saw a sign that you made for Ryan Milky that's in his office. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, no, I, uh, that was part of my desire to go up to Omaha. Um, I was in some art classes in high school and I, I loved working with my hands and yeah, I, uh, I've made some signs for, I made one for Amy for volleyball. It says volleyball instead of Bearcats. Um, made one for Ryan and Troy, and then Troy actually uh, commissioned me to make <clears throat> 18 signs for the, uh, the individuals who renewed their season tickets with football. And so I got to make these personal signs for each person, and that was part of their uh, gift. But, yeah, I, I love woodworking, painting, doing anything crafty. That's cool. We'll, we'll spin this a little bit too. If someone were to reach out, they want to sign. What are you going to charge? Are are you can can folks call you up and you know place an order? As of now, not really. It's all about <laughs> like word of mouth. If you know they if they want something, I can make an idea and, and draw it up, or you know just make it and show them. But <clears throat> it's it's really just the people around you know, who, like who I'm around and I've made a couple signs for, uh, some players. And then I made one for some football players and it's just kind of word of mouth. Well, there is, it's really sharp. So, uh, but of course, Ryan, I think took down some posters to put up your sign. So now he's kind of screwed up the paint in his office. So. <laughs> <laughs> he might yep. need a few more things to go around it now too. Um, yeah, might need, might need to paint that wall for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the last one I have for you. And this one might be kind of hard. Okay. But uh, we took you out to Bearcat Pitch, and we line up everybody on campus here at Northwest Missouri State that claims to be a soccer player, a good soccer player, whether they played in high school, maybe even the members on the current Bearcat team. How good is Quade Curtin? Could we line everybody up, and you're just going to – could you could you take anybody on this campus in soccer? Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think my time my time has passed. Um I played with the the club team a couple you know weeks ago, and man, those young kids just ran right by me. <laughs> what if it was only the folks in the coaches' offices? Oh, I got Mark all day. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. 
we'll we'll let them know that maybe that's something we can do a fundraiser next year and let you guys kind of duke it out duke it out yeah absolutely <laughs> well quade we appreciate you coming on the podcast and chatting with us today uh, congratulations on on everything you've accomplished in the 30 under 30 and uh looking forward to more big things in the coming years oh thank you so much for having me Thanks again to Quade Curtin for joining us on Bearcat Rewind today. The Northwest soccer season opens up February 20th in Mankato, Minnesota. The home opener is set for April 2nd. And if you're looking for more Bearcat Rewind, we have recent interviews with head volleyball coach Amy Worth, former volleyball player and current Maryville head coach Miranda Mazzara, Joe Quinlan and Colin McDonough joined us for a special around Christmas, men's basketball coach Ben McCollum, and much more. So check those out, the archive podcast here for Bearcat Rewind. Thanks to Alex Kurt for producing our intro and outro music, and thank you for listening to Bearcat Rewind. Please subscribe, rate, review, and tell your friends about the podcast. I'm Matt Tritton. We will talk to you again next time.